your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Hey, hockey fans, you need more hockey news? Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening throughout the NHL. You can subscribe and listen every day for a quick look at the biggest stories happening every day. Subscribe to Lockdown NHL today wherever you get podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we will be rocking with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting. And uh, we'll take a look at all of the selections for the Minnesota Wild throughout the course of the entire draft. And if we have time at the end, we'll talk about some other draft-related notes from a weekend's worth of of crazy picks and uh, crazy happenings throughout the uh, NHL. So it should be a great show here today. My name is Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons covering exclusively your Minnesota Wild. Happy to be here on a Tuesday edition of the show. And we go full deep dive into the NHL draft today with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting and Gabe quite the circus, as was the NHL draft. Uh, the first round took forever. The second through other rounds took forever as well. But hey, the draft is done. All of you guys that uh, that scout and um, and do just all sorts of you know work to get to this point, you can all now exhale a little bit. How's it going, man? Oh, I, you hit the nail on the head. It's a weight lifted off the chest. Um, man, it's, this is my first big, big draft and it feels so good to finally have it done to finally be able to sit and look at some tangible and say, you know, they're, they're the kids that I know they're the buddies and this is, they finally got their future in place. So that's tiring. I, I've been taking a lot of naps this weekend, but it's good to have it done. Good to finally get a break. Um, going going down to Oklahoma this upcoming weekend. Oh. Hang out by the lakes. Uh, my my idea of a getaway is lake and beers. And so we're getting both those this weekend down in Oklahoma. Can't wait for that. And then it's on to 2022. Yeah, no that, breaks, no breaks. No, no, no days off. I think is the uh, is the saying that everybody uses. It's just it's right on to the next thing. But you know, before we dive into the Wilds picks, which is um, what uh, what everybody is curious is to get your thoughts on what is widely considered another very strong draft for uh, Judd Brackett and Bill Guerin. Uh, just overall the presentation of the draft, I wanted to ask you uh, about one thing that I heard suggested to try to improve the draft in uh, the upcoming years. Obviously, round one ended up going, I think, right up until about midnight. Um, the pace was not uh, not frantic at all. And uh, Saturday's rounds two through seven ended up going for, I think, seven hours. And so there's been talk of maybe cutting the final two rounds off of the draft and just letting all of those players go directly to um, free agency. Would that be something that the NHL should consider, or do they just need to tell the Carolina Hurricanes to stop taking timeouts? Yeah, I think 
for both the sake of uh, time and the sake of the fact that the Carolina Hurricanes are one of the best prospect pools in the NHL, uh, anything we can do to hurt them is ideal. Um, yeah, I I was engaged in stuff all day Friday, all day Saturday. I know you were too. And I, you can attest to how burnt out we both felt at the end of that. I, I was texting you after it all ended and oh, I just – I passed out that night. Yeah. I slept yeah. so well. Um, so I I think that's an interesting idea. I did see it earlier today as well. I think it um, presents issues with, you know, those, those kids in the last two rounds are never the greatest and there's money and there's, um, you know, how popular is your club and stuff. And so I there, there's creativity to be had with the NHL draft. It yeah. is not – far is far from perfect in its current form and it definitely needs refining and i mean if that's the idea that they went with i'd be fine with that i think it it opens the door for people a little bit more but um i i don't know if it's the perfect solution (laughs) i if the nhl changed anything i'd be happy this is a league that doesn't change anything ever and so yeah creativity is always welcome that's that's a really good point um Let's go to the Wilds draft, and obviously a couple of picks in the first round. They had uh, now. I'm gonna just I'm gonna preface this because there have been so many people who are going one way or the other with the Arizona forfeit included. The Wild picked at 22 and 26 to start the night. They, however, traded up to number 20, uh, gave up a third round pick to do so, and shocked me quite a bit. By going off the board and grabbing uh, Jesper Wallstead, the uh, top goalie prospect in this draft, uh, rated by many, I didn't really necessarily view that as a need, but um, obviously uh, Bill Guerin and Judd Brackett decided, look, this is a guy that we think we can build around for the future, and so widely seems like a, uh, a pretty solid pick for the Wild. What would you think of uh, Jesper Wallstead being the first selection for the Wild at 20? It was definitely a surprise, especially with Fabian Lysel still on the board. Lysel, a tiny, very speedy, very skilled winger. Um, uh, Jed Brackett and Bill Guerin said, from Sweden on the broadcast. And I was like, oh, they're going Lysel. It's locked in. <laughs> and then they announced Wallstead. So I was shocked. Um, but it's a pick that gives the Wild so much confidence. I mean, like you said, Wallstead was the – top goalie prospect in this uh, draft. But he ended up being the number one goalie pick. Sebastian Kosa went five picks earlier. And that is not something that Wild fans should look into at all. Um, Sebastian Kosa, you watch him play. I've been fortunate enough to watch Ben Bishop uh, ever since his junior career. I watched him grow through the AHL and everything. Sebastian Kosa, uh, <laughs> for lack of any sort of intricacy is another Ben Bishop. Um, And so teams saw Sebastian Costa and they saw, you know, maybe this guy won't be amazing, but if he is and he really hits, he's going to be a Vesna winner. Yes, for Wallstead, maybe he won't win a Vesna, but he's going to be a starter. He's going to be a starter in NHL this year. He, or not this year, but (laughs) I think he probably could be. Um, My mind's moving fast. It's the weekend. (laughs) But yes, for Wallstead's going to be a starter in the NHL for a long time. 
he's a guy that really is so mature in his fundamentals. Everything he does makes it look like he's a 33-year-old veteran goalie who's been playing pro hockey all of his life. He was one of the best goalies in the SHL, Sweden's top league, um, one of the best professional leagues in the world. And he was the best, one of the best goalies at 18 years old. So I, you can't ask for a better season from a goalie prospect than what we got. Uh, yes, for Wallstedt this year. Um, he's a comfortable, very sound pick. I think Minnesota traded up because they didn't think he'd fall this far. And now with him in the system, between him and Capo Kakinen, the Wild have two goalies, and one of them's going to work out. One of them's going to hit. You know for a fact that you have goaltending laid out for the future with these two guys. Um, so just a pick that instills so much confidence into the wild and should make the fan base really happy, even if it wasn't a direct need. Yeah, it's, you know, it's something to just kind of refill the cupboard. Uh, and like you said, y- you feel really good about Wallstead and Capo having one of them be like your guy going forward because Cam Talbot's not signed forever. And so they are going to need somebody to step in after the next couple of seasons. And, you know, it'll be Capo or it'll be Wallstead and, I think uh, I think we're excited to see how things roll from there. Uh, tell you what, we will continue to discuss wild prospects with Gabe Foley here next on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Who knows? And wait while the person behind the counter orders all the parts on their computer. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need from brake parts and tail lamps to motor oil and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Continuing our discussion with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting, looking at the Minnesota Wilds selections in the NHL draft. And uh, looking, Gabe, at the second first-round pick for the Minnesota Wild, they stayed at 26, and they ended up taking a defenseman in Carson Lambos. And again, a little bit of a surprise here because it seemed like most fans, and myself included, um, would have liked to have seen the team take a center early on to just try to address that. But Lambos, widely regarded as being a, a very offensively capable defenseman uh and so looks like uh, another solid pick for the wild at 26 yeah it's exactly that um i just said about wallstead you guys picked him because he didn't think he'd fall i think you picked lambos because he didn't think he'd fall um lambos was a guy that was regarded as a lock a lock for the top 10 at the start of this season um the praise for him was absolutely pouring in and then the WHL didn't start right away, so we went over to Finland, played in Finland's uh, U-20 league for a bit, played so well he got promoted to the top-tier professional men's league uh, in Finland. Um, 
but a lot of scouts soured on him over there. Um, they thought his play was not impactful enough to really jump off the page. And so he started falling down draft boards. And then once he came back to the WHL, it, the same complaints were there. Um, and it, ultimately he fell to 26. But Lambos is a guy that I ranked 10th overall. Um, he is just so impactful in all three zones. He's a great two-way defenseman. His passing is absolutely marvelous. It is, he's probably the best passing defenseman in this class. Uh, wow. I think if I told some scouts that, they'd punch me in the throat. <laughs> but, uh, I, I truly believe you, you watch him, his vision up the ice and his ability to really push his team up the ice in front of him to really open up lanes and move the puck quickly is terrific. Um, Lambos is a leader and then a defenseman. And he really uses that ability to quarterback play and really read and drive things up the ice. Well, um, he's a great skater, very quick, very um, agile and light on his feet. Uh, but he doesn't, jump off the page in any one regard. It's, it's a lot of well-rounded play. And that left a lot of scouts thinking, oh, well, maybe he won't become a star because he doesn't have his thing. He doesn't have his one thing. Um, I think that's a silly estimate. Uh, if, if I had to put my opinion in, um, he's so mature in everything he does that, uh, you know, you can't knock him for anything. He's right. a guy that looks the part. Um, to the point that earlier in the year, after his move to Finland, I actually wrote an article with Last Word on Hockey comparing his draft year to Alex Petrangelo's draft year. Petrangelo, same thing in his draft year. He was being knocked on for not being, not having his thing, not having the it factor that would separate him from everyone else, you know. That draft year had guys like Drew Doughty and Zach Bogosian and Luke Shen. And they were all, they had their thing that would make them stars. And of course, obviously, Luke Shen and Zach Bogosian, of course, became stars. Um, but Petrangelo was always knocked uh, with, you know, how he didn't jump off the page. And sometimes he was hot and cold and stuff. And in my article, I mean, this is the same stuff that's being said about Carson Lambos. But it's, it's to the degree that it's kind of ridiculous. Carson Lambos is a defenseman that really looks the part of a top four, maybe even top pair guy in the NHL. I think he's going to get to the pros pretty soon. And if he hits his stride like Petrangelo did uh, around the age of 25, 26, we really saw Petrangelo come alive and become something new. Um, Carson Lambos can do exactly what he's doing. He can wear a C on his chest. He can quarterback the, a top line. Um, I think his ceiling is so high. And so, yeah, again, the wild picking the guy that fell to them instead of the organizational need. Um, but it's in doing that, they're getting a guy that really looks the part of a future uh, top-end defenseman in the NHL. Um, even if the, his impact isn't a Norris Trophy winner, he's going to be someone you have confidence in moving forward. Sure. Um, and then not to be outdone with that, the Wilds got uh, Mr. Hockey, Jack Pert, 
uh, to add to their defense core with their pick in the second round. And, you know, I, I know, as you mentioned, you and I were kind of texting this was going on, and uh, you were blown away by the fact that, you know, the Wild get their two guys in the first round. Oh, and then Jack Pert is there as well, and uh, they end up picking him up. And, you know. I was angry. You can say it. I was pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> Seeing how good the Wild were doing. Yeah, three for three, and uh, the second round pick, you know, just as dynamite as uh, as the other two. Yeah, I and another left defenseman, which really, really surprised me. Um, a lot of notable forwards fell, and Minnesota stayed true to their guns, stayed true to, you know, maybe this isn't what we need, but we're a good enough team that we don't need to draft on what we need. We need to get the best players we can. Um, I just talked a ton in a very monotone voice about how Carson Lambos is a safe, confident pick that you can put faith in moving forward. He is... His game, you're never worried watching him. Jack Pert, you might be worried a little bit, but he's going to have fun with it. He's such a fun, fun kid to watch. Um, beginning of this season, he started it with the Fargo Force, played, I believe, 14 games. And in those 14 games, I don't know if I've ever seen a more aggressive defenseman. Wow. I mean, he was he was not only diving into the corners, the puck battles and stuff, he was doing it at full speed. Like the boards weren't there. I mean, he's just charging at kids. Absolutely, um, such a motor on him. It was insane, and <laughs> it worked for him. He was so fast and took over play when he was on the ice, and to the point that his teammates um, just kind of started letting him do his own thing. They stopped moving as much when he was on the ice. He was so aggressive that they didn't need to. Of course, you know, that's that level of aggression is great, but maybe not in the top two round pick. Uh, Pert luckily returned to high school after about 14 games in the USHL, uh, played a full season in high school, uh, tried to win our championship with, uh, I don't know his team off the top of my head. Grand Rapids. Was it Grand Rapids? Gross. <laughs> I, I have very, very stark opinions about Minnesota high school hockey. So. Oh, apologies to anybody from Grand Rapids that was listening, but that was uh, that was a that was a hilarious moment. Um, yeah, eighteen games with Grand Rapids, and then he returned to the USHL, played. Finished out the season with Fargo, then played the playoffs. They went to the championship and ended up losing. But Pert kind of looked like a different kid. Like, I, he didn't – I didn't recognize him the first couple times I watched him after his return. And it's because he really tempered his aggression. Um, he really, really matured and learned how to play the middle lane of the ice and use that to control play rather than charging into the boards and trying to just bear hug a guy and win the puck from him that way. Um, and that is so, so good to see. Uh, seeing an aggressive offensive defenseman with great skating, great hands, great offensive awareness, a guy that loves being involved in the rush, seeing him mature so much in one year, I mean, come on. that His next few years, if he stays on this pace, are going to be humongous. And he's going to St. Cloud State University, which, again, I have my opinion on them. My alma, my alma mater, sir. 
And you went to St. Cloud? I did. Oh, all right. I love it. <laughs> <Three's full of laughs> um, but St. Cloud's a very reserved, um, very smart team that really knows how to work together. Jack Pert's a very offensive, independent, aggressive defenseman. And so it's it's just such a beautiful mix there. He's going to mature so well with his play. Um, you guys have kind of a weird lefty pool, especially with Ryan Suter now gone. Still can't believe that. But guys like Brennan Mennel um, and stuff, there's not a ton of high-ceiling guys in in your D pool right now. Carson Lambos, like I said, high-ceiling. Jack Pert, man, if he works – he is just going to be such a freaky defenseman. Another high ceiling guy, uh, a guy that a lot of public scouts have a ton of confidence in. Um, and one that, I mean, yeah, Carson Lambos has the floor. He has the safe, mature game. Jack Pert has the freaky, I'm going to overwhelm you and scream in your ear and then use my speed to get up the ice. Uh, so it's such a beautiful little mix there. Um, and another pick where the Wild show that they don't care what they need. They're taking the best guy they can. And I think that mindset is really going to help them move them forward. Yeah, that, that is that is a Garen and Brackett staple is getting the best player available um, and just building around that as opposed to trying to plug holes, which is what was the thing that the previous Wild administration tried to do that didn't end up working. So I'm fully in favor and uh, it'll be interesting to see which one of these guys gets to the next level first. Tell you what, one final segment with Gabe Foley. We'll talk about the rest of the uh, Wilds prospect pool, who has the best potential chance to get to the NHL level and more. That's next here on Locked on Wild. It's time to take your sports betting to the next level at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. Major League Baseball is gearing up for the stretch run, and you can track all the action at betonline.ag. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all your favorite UFC and MMA action, too. So before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Final segment with Gabe Foley of Recruit Scouting here on Locked on Wild. And a reminder, Wild fans, free agency kicks off tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time. We'll have a full free agency primer for you early Wednesday morning. We're going to shift and try to get the podcasts out early in the day. Um, So if there is any news that comes out later in the day, we can do a bonus episode for you. So be on the lookout for that change uh, starting up this week. Uh, you'll be able to find episodes uh, as early as 2 a.m. Central Time. Um, that's going to be that. That's that's going to be how we do it going forward. And then, like I said, if there's any big news that comes out, we'll just do a bonus episode. We'll give the people more of what they want. Yeah, it's the way to do it. So, like 2 a.m. Well, it, the nice part is, is like it'll be like they'll be recorded, and I'll just. Um, it's not like I'm staying up to like hit yeah. publish. It's just 
through the beauty of technology, being able to say, okay, it's coming out at this time and people can find it there. Um, Gabe, let's just look at these final four picks for the wild in general. Um, in the third round, the wild selected Caden bank here. I'm hoping that is pronounced correctly, uh, a center. So they did take a center in the third, uh, in the fourth, they took uh, defenseman, Kyle masters. Then they traded, I believe they traded up to get, uh, Josh pillar, um, and then in the sixth round, they took another defenseman, uh, Nate Benoit or Benoit 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 probably. I think it's Nate Benoit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, of these four guys, I mean, later round picks and not to try to discredit what they have done to get to this point, but it's a much tougher road for those players to uh, to get to the NHL level. Of those four guys, are there any that really jump out at you as having a good chance of, uh, of getting to the NHL level in a wild sweater? Yeah. Uh, Kyle Masters is the big one out of that group. Um, one of the most divisive prospects in the class this year. Uh, some people hated him. Uh, had him as low as um, the fifth, sixth round. Some people thought he was all the way up to a top 50 guy. Uh, so a very divisive player. And I think consensus for him fell around late third, early fourth round. So definitely got value in that pick. Um, he is a big, big defenseman. Let me pull up his size real quick so I can really hone in on it. But he, he's a big guy who knows how to start play in his own zone. Let's see, 6'0", 174 on elite prospects. I would say he's probably closer to 6'2". Um, as next weigh-in, he definitely hit a growth spurt this year. Big guy, kind of lanky with his skating and stuff, but he knows how to start play from behind his own net. He's really smart with the breakout, really kind of controls what's in front of him well. Um, he moves behind his net well, uses strong passing to get out of the zone quick. And then, like I said, he's kind of a lanky, lanky kid, and so he has long, effective strides that you know he's not the quickest with his movements, but he's quick in terms of speed just because he's such a big guy. Um, he is going to need some work, going to need some refining just to prepare him to play at a professional level. Um, he's done really well in the WHL, but he just kind of needs a breath of fresh air um, for what's coming in the AHL and the NHL. Uh, but there's definitely an offensive prowess there. There's a long reach and a guy that knows how to use it there. Um, I could see him really slotting in as a third-pairing defenseman one day. Uh, and there's a lot of scouts out there who think that he, that could be modest, that he could be even higher than that if he really finds his groove. So tons to like about Kyle Masters, tons to work on. He's going to be the Wilds project Jack Pert, Carson Lambos, Jesper Wallstadt, all four sure things. Masters is the guy you're honing in on. Um, other than that, Bankier, Caden Bankier, Bankier, I don't know. You, one you of know those. Kids names. Yeah, one of those um, is probably right. Another uh, kind of sure thing, um, he never really wowed me with 
his smarts in any one area, but you could tell he was smart. You know, he just kind of knew what to do, made decisions quickly, made the right decisions, played with his teammates well. Caden um, Bankier, I'm going to say Bankier, is another guy that has uh, confidence in his play. Um, <laughs> the Wild love drafting from the WHL. They do it excessively. And you look at guys like Mason Shaw in 2017, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Tanner Faith in 2014, that was the other example I was thinking of. Um, these are guys that we said a lot of this stuff about, you know, well, they kind of don't jump off the page, but they're good. And I think that really is where uh, Pilar and Bankier both fall into is, you know, they're not overwhelming with their skill, but they might be something. And I think I could see Bankier uh, slotting in as a bottom six guy moving forward. So there's definitely something to like there with him as well. But Masters is the one that is, you know, the the wild spun the roulette table and are waiting to see if it hits now. And we're all crossing our fingers. Um, I, I think he's going to pan out and be something special. And if he is, man, the wild just solidified their decor yeah. in one draft. And that's so impressive. Yeah, it's just, again, it's just a master class by Judd Brackett and Bill Guerin. And, you know, my favorite part is that Guerin was like, yeah, I don't really get involved. Like, that's Judd Brackett's thing, and, you know, we'll just uh, we'll just let him dominate. And he, uh, he definitely did. And speaking of domination, just wanted to shout out, you were killing it um, all weekend with, uh, with reaction to picks, tweets, you name it. I'm telling you, folks, um, this is a name you're going to want to follow for draft coverage uh, for the next several years to come. And so uh, we appreciate all the time, Gabe, in leading up to the NHL draft and uh, during it and now, of course, after as well. But um, a much needed little uh, kind of break from. Uh, yes, you you definitely deserve one. And so uh, glad you're getting a chance to do that before we let you go, though. Um, where can listeners find you on Twitter uh, so that if they want to kind of read in reaction, some of your thoughts throughout the weekend, or if there are some out there that are ready to uh, start gearing up for 2022, where can they do so? Yeah. 2022 coming soon. I'll be having content coming out for that draft here. As soon as I think two weeks from now is kind of my timeline, get a little bit of a watch list going, let people know who they should keep an eye on. And everyone can find that on Twitter at NHL Foley. Uh, that's at NHL F-O-L-E-Y. Uh, kind of the one-stop shop for everything I do. So tons of tons of exciting stuff coming. Um, America is about to have the draft of the century with the 2022 NHL draft. Everyone knows I love me, my American prospects. And so tons to cover coming up and I cannot wait. That'll do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Make sure to follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, reminder, we've got our free agency primer coming out tomorrow morning. And then if the Wild make any big splashes, we will have a bonus episode for you sometime tomorrow afternoon. So keep an eye out for that as well. And as always, for brand new episodes every Monday through Friday, make sure to follow Locked on Wild as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.